listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. We've been talking about adventures today while one ministry leader that we're getting ready to talk to is on his way to an adventure. That is to Belize, this nation that has jungles and small villages, but also people in need. And Doug Gardner has a very special heart for a special demographic. We're going to find out more about that. Doug, good morning. Thanks for being here. Yeah, good morning, Bridget. Thanks for having me. I'm so so glad to be with you guys again. Love it. Yeah, could you just, for many of our friends who are unfamiliar with your ministry, just tell us about what your ministry uh, does, how you share the good news of Jesus? Sure. Um, well, um, Access Life is uh, the uh, the name of our ministry, and we're just a uh, we're a Christian nonprofit. Uh, uh, ministry that focuses on uh, individuals and families with disabilities. And um, our mission is to basically share the love and gospel of Jesus with them. And uh, beyond that, we want to see them get integrated and um, connected to uh, churches and uh, resources and uh, people, uh, you know, other believers within their community um, so that they can ultimately uh, get and stay connected to Jesus and uh um, just get the support and help I need. And this is a huge opportunity and really mission field. Talk to us about the ways you do that here in our nation. I know you've done that in West Palm over a few years. You've done that in Tennessee, other places. Talk to us the difference between that need here, but then also where you're going in Belize. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, um, we feel like the best way to accomplish our mission here in the United States is to do what we call expos, which we've done in West Palm and, and Texas and Jacksonville, Central Florida, East Tennessee, um, a lot of places in the Southeast. And basically there are four free hour events um, where we partner with area churches and uh, uh, people and volunteers to put on a, a free four hour event uh, for individuals and families with disabilities where we have boat rides and bank fishing and kayaking and arts and crafts. And uh, uh, we feed everybody lunch and uh, it's kind of like a day of camp. Um, And we pair everybody up with a buddy so that they can hopefully uh, make a good one-on-one connection. And and then of course we layer Jesus in, Uh, we give everybody Bibles. We have a gospel bracelet station, uh, prayer and care booth, things like that. And um, so that's kind of what we do in the United States. And my hope there is, really is connection. Obviously, we want to get people connected to Christ first, but um, also to other Christ-honoring churches in the community and other believers and people um, so that um, uh, they can continue to uh, uh, to uh, get the help they need and stay connected uh, to people. So uh, that's what we do in the U.S. Uh, going to Belize every year um, is very different. Uh, we actually call it an expo, and we try and do some activities um, there, but really um, the heart of what we're doing there is uh, distribution of mobility items and medical supplies to uh, people in the country. Um, Belize, uh, despite uh, the, uh, uh, I guess, the growth of tourism in the area, it's a very small sliver of the country, maybe a few miles of shoreline and a couple of islands, and uh, the rest of the country is uh, is still very third world. Um, you know, I think we kind of, we minister in the more of the center of the country, which is close to the capital, and even there, only about 50% of the people have electricity, maybe 30% of the people have uh, 
water, and uh, of course, mobility and medical items are are very rare and can't even buy them if you had the money. Mm. I mean, you know better than anybody else the um, the importance that being having a device that allows you to get around is. What does it mean for somebody though in a country like Belize to to, to get a, a a wheelchair or some device that helps them get from one place to another? Well, I mean, it's really life changing because a lot of the uh, the families um, there that maybe have somebody with a disability in their family, um, that person never leaves the house. Um, they may be in bed the entire time. Um, you know, they may never be able to get out. Um, you know, and and Belize, the the uh, thought process along with the technological and uh, issues are are still so far behind where we have grown as Christians here in the United States. And, you know, a lot of families uh, don't want other people to know that they have people with disabilities in their families. And so neighbors may not even know that somebody, you know, just within less than a mile of them has a disability. So um, to be able to give them an item to show them that, you know, God loves them, that they have value and um, that he even can use them. And, uh, uh, do great things in their lives, uh, along with giving them a mobility item, is, is a a real a real eye opener and a life changer. And and I guess we feel like it starts by giving them the mobility item, and that kind of is the start of their journey. So. Uh, it's a, it, it changes their lives in a lot of ways. Hmm. We are talking with Doug Goddard, founder and director of Access Life, this ministry that is reaching those with disabilities for Jesus. And now you're getting ready to do that in Belize. When exactly is the trip and what are some of the needs that are, are still there so that our friends, if they're, you know, God's talking on their heart about this, they can be involved? Sure. Um, well, we're planning to go down on February 22nd, uh, so it's coming up really quick. Um, we've kind of hit some uh, logistical issues. Um, I don't know if you, for those of you who watch the weather, there's a lot of ice in uh, going on in Dallas, Texas right now, and mm-hmm. our container is supposed to be loaded um, this Friday there. Um, so we're running this in logistics there. So prayer is a really big need we have right now that uh, God will make a way for us to be able to get the container loaded. Um, and, you know, on the ship because it, it goes out of Houston and um, we have about five storages and it's in Dallas. And so we had, a, a, you know, a, quite a bit of equipment we wanted to get out. So the, we're shipping a 40-foot container out of Houston. And for whatever reason, when you ship out of Houston, it has about six or eight stops it goes to before it gets released. So it takes about, um, you know, two weeks to get there. Um, normally we ship out of South Florida and Houston and shipping out of Miami takes about three or four days. It just kind of takes a straight shot there. So prayer um, that God makes a way for the, us to get that loaded for volunteers to come uh, in the DFW area so that we can get all that loaded. Um, and then of course there's financial needs always. Um, shipping is uh, more expensive than it used to be, but uh, we still feel like that the the value and the need of the people there is so great that it is uh worth our time and uh, the resources. And uh, God has always been faithful to provide. So there's financial need for uh, helping with the uh, shipping of the items to get down there. Um, And then once they get down there, we have to um, ground transportate them uh, to the mission where we partner with, which is about two hours in from Belize City where we fly in. So um, that's a big need. And to be honest with you, um, you know, we're we're really still open to volunteers if they're 
interested in coming. Um, we still have time to get you included in the trip. Um, we look for uh, people that have medical experience, whether they're OTs, PTs, uh, nurses, nurse practitioners, but we also look for lay people to go um, because we uh, need a lot of hands and feet uh, down there uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, we share the gospel. We do do other activities there. Um, and there's just a lot of things that uh, people can do. We uh, distribute food and things like that to uh, uh, different uh, communities. And so uh, so it's definitely a great trip. And it will definitely, if you've never been to a third world country, it will open your eyes to the needs and uh, um, that are there and the difference that uh, the little things that uh, we can do or some may seem little here uh, can make a huge impact in other people's lives. What is in that container? Is it everything from Band-Aids to crutches to wheelchairs to Bibles to food? I mean, what, what are you packing in that? Um, well, you can't take food and you can't take lumber, but um, we have all of our mobility items, which would include uh, wheelchairs, walkers, crutches, canes. Uh, we even take uh, uh, power wheelchairs down there as well, which a lot of um, uh, other ministries that may do this similar type of work usually don't do because um, the infrastructure in most of these countries is a little sketchy. But um, being somebody who uses a power wheelchair myself, I know if I were in Belize and received a manual wheelchair, it would be nice, but it still would not give me the freedom to get out of the house and on uh, the road there because, um, to be frankly, there's probably only about, I don't know, five or six real paved roads in the country that intersect the country and everything else is going to be dirt roads. And uh, if you didn't have a power wheelchair, wouldn't be able to get around on those things. And, um, and, you know, the country is developing. So about half the people have electricity and we've even had people that have come to us and said, we've talked to our neighbor and they have electricity and they'll allow us to plug it in every night. And, um, you know, we make sure that they have a place to keep it where it will be safe and dry and be, you know, they can use it and things like that. But uh, so we take that down. And um, then we also, like you said, um, uh, you know, we'll have Bibles. Most of the Bibles are already down there, um, but we give out Bibles to everybody. And uh, we do have uh, equipment from past trips there, like gospel bracelets, um, face painting, arts and crafts, things that while people are waiting to, um, you know, be fitted for their items in need that they can have some activities to do and things like that. Well, I know the difference access to mobility and medical items can truly make. I know, Doug, you know that my father was also on a wheelchair for many, many years of his life. It makes such a difference. You literally are giving people access to life outside of their house. Can you share a story of life change because of, of access life and what God is really doing through it? Sure. Um, you know, I've been amazed to see the things that he's done and how he's prepared the way for us to go. I mean, the first year we went, we were really taken back, um, you know, having done expos here where, you know, the families come and the kids have wheelchairs and everybody has wheelchairs and they're there to have a good time and get connected. And we opened up the mission gates. And of course, there were people who have been standing there since six in the morning. And, you know, these moms come in and they're carrying their kids. Um, and they may be six or eight years old, or maybe even 10 years old and weigh 40, 50, 60 pounds. And they have no way to even get them around um, without carrying them. And um, as the child grows, uh, 
you know, that becomes more problematic. And, and they don't even know what the issues are. All they know is that they can't walk or they can't move or maybe not even able to talk. And so, um, you know, it's kind of hard to say, hey, come over here and let's get your face painted uh, when you see such a blaring need in your face. And so uh, we take them first over to get um, a wheelchair for um, their loved one. And uh, we have pediatric wheelchairs. We have um, uh, pediatric rollers uh, and uh, even uh, you know, scooters along with electric wheelchairs and uh, manual wheelchairs and things like that. And so, um, you know, I think that really impacted us the first time we were there to see people coming that just literally had nothing and needed everything. And, and specifically we've seen, um, you know, uh, probably one of the biggest things that impacted me was uh, I think the second year we were there, we went out to the community to uh, deliver some food and then also to find people in the communities that had needs. And uh, the people from mission knew this one gentleman named Eli and, um, he was a paraplegic. He'd been in a car accident probably about 15 years ago, I think. And um, uh, we pulled up, and he lived in a, a little, you know, probably two-room shack. And uh, he needed a ramp for his shack, and the one that he had built was falling apart along with the shack. But, um, you know, it was interesting. We pulled up in our bus and all of our people, and he kind of rolled out, and he had this old manual wheelchair that, that – I mean, the front casters didn't even have bearings in them, and I don't know how he got around in it, but um, he was able to get around, and um, he started rolling away from the house, and after talking to him, he was like, yeah, I saw these people coming, and I just didn't want to be around, and I figured I'd let y'all do your thing, and then I'd come back, but then he saw me getting out of the of a truck, and he stopped, and he turned, and he came back, and he came over to me, and he said, you're the first person um, like me that I've seen in 13 years. And um, so that really made an impact on me. I was just completely amazed that he had made it 13 years with that type of disability and in that situation. I mean, he had a manual wheelchair that was falling apart. He didn't have a cushion. He had three pillows that he was on. And just personally knowing so much about disability, um, you know, thinking that, he hasn't gotten a UTI and died and he hasn't gotten a bed sore and died. And, you know, just really, um, you know, amazed me and his work ethic. Um, you know, he, uh, wanted to work. He kind of had a bicycle thing. A lot of people there have bicycles and he knew a lot about, you know, wheelchair tires. And so people would come bring their bicycle tires to him and he would fix them up for him and, and uh, just his his determination. And he actually, the mission we were with had had a women's conference that had gone to that community about a month before, and he had actually accepted Christ about a month before. So uh, mm-hmm. we just sat there for probably I don't know three hours just talking about things and sharing stories while um, they built the ramp on his house. And and then we asked him, of course, is there anything else we can do for you? And he said, Well. You know, there is a there's a hole in the floor in my house that needs fixing. And so we went into the, the house and, you know, it was a wood floor. And, you know, there's just this big hole where the, the wood had fallen through. And we're like, yeah, we can fix this for you. And, uh, you know, he'd been driving around that for who knows how many years. Um, just, uh, you know, 
and and we've gone back and met him year after year, and um, well, not year after year, but every couple of years we go down, and we've been able to get him a hand cycle, and um, we've heard people say, "Yeah, we see Eli out of the road now. He's in his hand cycle. And he's out." You know, get yeah. out. And, um, it's so. meeting those those practical needs, but in Jesus's name, Doug, that's what Access Life is doing in so many ways. And especially now as you head to Belize, uh, we just want our friends to be connected to you so they can find out about this journey that you're on. We've got a link to Access Life at our webpage, ericandbridget.org. That's where you see Doug and Leanne Goddard. All right, Doug, thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray that shipping container down to Belize, okay? Yes. Amen. Amen. God is able and he is our way maker.